As we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Grace Bible Church, I have the privilege of looking back on our history, sharing some of the highlights and truly defining moments. There's really no way to capture all of them, uh, but it is truly a picture of God sustaining his church. And I don't want to embarrass anybody, but if you were here that first Sunday, would you stand up? Just love to see who is in the room. Oh, wow. Please stand. Yes. Wow. Thank you for your faithfulness. I, I hope just uh, a reminiscing of some of the memories and defining moments is a blessing as we just talk about what the Lord has done here. Our first service of Grace Bible Church was April 22nd, 2001. And it was held, the, the church home in 2001 was Gilliland Junior High in the cafeteria. And it was fondly called Roadrunner Cafe <laughs> because it had a big, ugly roadrunner on the wall. At the time, Grace Bible Church was legally known as University Bible Church, but it was called East Valley Bible Church Tempe. Our church was the plant of East Valley Bible Church in Gilbert, which is now called Redemption Gilbert. The church plant was made up of the college and career ministry. It was called C2. And as we look back, again, I'm going to say it, it's evident that God has sustained his church. A little bit of a history. Remember that I said that this church was planted with a college ministry explains the common observation about our church. It was, boy, there's a lot of kids here. <laughs> and we used to hear, Everybody's so young. And I even recall older people coming and saying, I'm a bit intimidated by all the youth, and they didn't stay. Within the first year and a half of the existence of Grace Bible Church, the church had grown to approximately 700 attendees. The church had moved from Gilliland Junior High to Tempe High School. In the first week that the church met at Tempe High School, the founding pastor resigned and stepped out of ministry. Over the next four months, attendance dropped about fivefold from 700 to 125. It was at this time is when Anne, my wife, and I started attending the afternoon service. I was an elder at East Valley Bible Church in Gilbert, and we came in the afternoons just to support what was going on in the midst of the church here. Many thought this church would close in 2002-2003. Some even desired that the church would close, and God faithfully sustained this church. I want to tell you what we watched the Lord do. The church was smaller, but the church remained, they, they loved the church. 
They were committed to the church. The very, this very young church had lost two of the three founding elders. In March of 2003, I was asked if I would come as an elder and serve at the old age of 48. Uh, with the blessing of East Valley Bible Church Gilbert, I did transition my eldership from Gilbert to Tempe. My wife at the time was 45, and she was the oldest woman in the church. We were a young church. It's kind of interesting. Many of you that stood up, you're now old timers compared to what it looked like 20 years ago. This was the church that had gone through a significant trial and the strong camaraderie and the love of being together is what kept this church together and it gave birth to the tradition of the carne asada grill out. <laughs> it, it was truly a group of believers that loved being together. We grew in our dependence and our love for the Lord together. I, I can't even tell you how much I personally grew in the years that I have been here. The involvement in small group ministry at the time was near 100%. And we continued to grow in our dependence on the Lord. The trial was, was hard and the Lord was really good. Through the trial, we, we knew the dependence of qualified leadership. And I began looking for a new teaching pastor, a, a new elder pastor. I interviewed several men and I met Scott Maxwell in June of 2003. And after a long process, Scott left the security of a very stable church, 50 years old, and joined the work of what the Lord was doing in this small body, and he began faithfully serving and helped fortify this church. Let, let me say why the process was long. Scott and Kim had three very young children, and Scott was serving in a very stable ministry. In this church, truly, we didn't know what next week looked like. And it was hard for me to think of inviting Scott, because I knew in June I wanted to, I wanted to serve with Scott, but I, I just didn't know how we could have Scott come. And uh, the deal was sealed, Scott said. If I have to deliver pizza at night, I want to be at Grace Bible Church. And Scott came and started serving the end of 2003. God was sustaining his church in 2004. The ministry of Build began and shepherding our hearts, our homes and our ministries became something that was a very common staple to hear. Development of leadership, uh, began in 2004. Brian Iserman became an elder in 2004. From 2004 until last week when Omri 
was made an, an elder. We have raised up 10 elders with, from within this church and more than, more than three missionary families have grown from within our church. In August of 2005, we left Tempe High School. The, the Tempe School District had a clause where in, in entities that should have their own building could only stay two years, and it was time for us to move. Do you remember how hot it was when the air conditioner didn't, air conditioner didn't work in, at Tempe High? I was thinking about just the blessing it was to have a place to meet, and then I was thinking about in the middle of the summer, it would be 100 degrees in that auditorium. And we moved August to uh, Gethsemane Lutheran Church. In 2007, we changed the name to officially Grace Bible Church because we had been known as East Valley Bible Church Tempe. That same year, we formalized church membership, and it was a means that we could be united around biblical convictions, and it was a tool that the elders can know the sheep and the sheep can know their elders. That year, Scott Demarest became an elder, and along with membership celebrations came the fondness for Costco sheet cake as often as possible. In 2008, the equipping ministry of the trust started shortly after the addition of Smedley Yates and the Yates family moving from Nashville. In 2008, Steve Brotherton and Jacob Hantla also joined the elder board. As God continued to establish this church, we grew in a desire to take the gospel to the nations. Some from the church took advantage of the open borders in Pakistan, and I saw a couple of you standing when uh, Pakistan had an earthquake in 2005 and a team went there. Uh, Jacob recorded the New Testament in the Weicho language, and it was downloaded onto solar MP3 players, and it was distributed throughout the, the mountains of Mexico. Matt and Cameron, the Dodds, the Cans began linguistic training, training to bring the Bible, the gospel, and the church to Papua New Guinea. We sent a, a missionary to China in that time, another to Spain, and eventually we were supporting the Malakas, and we still do, in Italy, and Wayman Lee as he serves at TLI. 2010 brought many changes. We'd always been a church that met on Sunday afternoons. And in August, we moved to Valley Christian High School and we began morning services. And that is the same year that Wellspring started. Our elder board continued to grow. Eric Martin became an elder in 2013, Josh Kelso in 2014. And we continued our commitment to train up men. Josh Kelso went through what became Grace Bible Institute and was our first graduate and became an elder in 2018. No, it was before that. Josh became an elder in 2014. 
But in 2018, we became a campus for the Expositor Seminary. And last week, our newest elder, Omri, has graduated from Expositors. In 2014, our prayers for a building were answered and the Lord provided this building. And believe me, I could spend hours telling stories of what God did in making this our church home. That same year, we sent out three families, Team PNG, the Cans, the Dodds, the Laymans to PNG to create a written language and translate a Bible and plan, plan a church. And this year, in 2021, the gospel has been preached to the Doe tribe. In 2018, our biblical counseling ministry was formalized and we became a training center for ACBC. In 2018, Matt Kelso became an elder. In 2020, Ashley Anderson and John Anderson both became elders. And in 2021, Omri has become an elder. So it kind of took you through 20 years, but I want to step back one second to 2004. And the church became united around a, a vision and a purpose. And, and I can recall in Josh, and I were talking last week, and Josh reminded me of Scott giving us a, a picture of a car that had run out of gas and people on all four sides of the car pushing in different directions. In 2004, we unified our, our vision and our purpose, the glory of God, passionately prizing the Father's glory, the cross of Christ, unashamedly embracing Jesus and his cross, life transformation by the Spirit, dependently pursuing the Spirit's transformation of life by drawing in, building up, and sending out. It's with amazement that I look back and see what the Lord has done in 20 years. Every highlight I mention comes with a much bigger story of what the Lord has done. And I prayerfully, I look forward to see what the Lord will do next.